What's good, everyone? Welcome back to my first kicks. I'm your host, Haas, and this is episode 91. And on this week, we are joined by DJ SB, who is a really, really dope artist. And I'm very hyped to have them on an episode of this podcast and very hyped for you to listen to this episode. Get to learn about the reason they picked their name and a lot of the kicks that they were into or are into. You'll see in this episode. It's a little bit of a short one. Um, really didn't get into a lot, but I think it is a good short episode, which we're, you know, some of these are good listens. You know what I mean? Like they're like our our kick talks is very similar in terms of just like a short, sweet episode and go too long. Didn't then talk for about an hour. But, you know, I don't have a co-host, so I can't do an extremely long episode, an extremely long intro like I like we usually used to do before when we had Iffy on. So we're going to definitely jump into this episode real soon. But man, this week, a, a big letdown today as of the time of this recording. I'm recording this Thursday, this intro on Thursday. And today, the archive colorway of the Tom Sachs dropped. And I was not able to get a pair. It's very heartbreaking. It's very heartbreaking for me because this is a shoe, this model. And I've said this on Twitter. I've said this to people. If you know me personally, I've said this to you and you listen to this. You know, I've said this to you. I said, if I am able to get a pair of Tom Sachs general per generals, was it GPS general purpose shoe? Yeah, general purpose shoe. Then I will donate all my beaters and I'm talking about all my beaters, right? Well, minus one. There's one beater I will not let go. That is a pair of tweed, like tweed colorway, gray tweed, gray navy tweed colorway dunks that dropped in journeys. And, and they look exactly like the brown uh, tweed SBs from 2004. And I just love that pattern. I just love that shoe. And I definitely put it through hell. But I'm still not giving it away because I love that shoe. But I do have a bunch of beaters I don't wear anymore. You know, I got bread, bread fours. I've got military fours. I've beaten down. These are all beaten down. No, I will not sell them to you. I will not give them to you. I'd rather just donate into to just like a sneaker charity or, or uh, upcycle program because they are beat, but they still have. I mean, I'm still wearing them, so they still kind of have life in them. So. But I still am not able to do this because I struck out again on. The Tom Sachs archive and, and what gets me frustrated, right, is we're now conditioned to think that each drop is going to be a straight up raffle. So I knew that she was dropping today. I was waiting for it. And then, you know, as you guys know, podcasting doesn't pay the bills. So I work my regular nine to five and, you know, I was getting my day started because my day starts around nine thirty, ten o'clock and I'm doing my thing. I realize I look down. It's 10.09. I'm like, oh, OK, I still got some time. I'm going to be able to get them. Let me jump on to the sneakers app and try for them. <laughs> I jump on and I met with the pick your size instead of a raffle, enter a raffle page. And I just feel my heart just sink all the way down to the floor because that just instantly I knew size 13 not going to be available for me. So I struck out 
I want, I really want that shoe to be like my everyday shoe, like where I don't want to pull out some crazy heat. I just want to have a shoe to just walk around. That's super comfortable. It could do everything. Um, I've seen the tons of reviews. People are, are on YouTube, you know, after three months of wearing it nonstop, the shoe holds up extremely well. Like I'm very excited just to get a colorway of the shoe. I don't, I like people are collecting the shoe model itself in different colorways. And I feel like that defeats the purpose of that shoe. So I just want one pair. I just want one pair, one colorway retail price because pay and resell for a shoe. I'm going to beat the hell out of and wear every single day. I just don't see it. I don't see spending $400, $500 on that shoe when I'm going to be Whenever there's like whenever I just want to throw something on, like I'm talking about like going to the store sneakers. That's that's what that shoe is going to be like. If I'm going to go outside, and I don't want to dress up or or put on a pair that like go through the boxes. That's what that shoe is going to be like. I don't know. I think it's it's a shoe that I want to put to work what it is created for. Right. And I think that in order to do that. I need to get it first in the first place, right? <laughs> I mean, I just think currently, like my rotation, and I think it, it, to be honest, my rotation of sneakers, like what it, what I do is I buy my sneakers, and then I get to the point where I'm just wearing them, or they're like they're just around, and so they end up rotating into beaters. And I don't know if that's what everybody else is doing with their collection or who people who are listening to this, but I know I brought it up once and somebody said I was crazy, but I, I think that's just the natural progression of shoes. Like you just buy a pair, you're have a fit that you always have in mind, whatever, that's how you dress. And then you put it on and then you realize, oh man, this is great. So then you just start wearing it a little bit more extra. So now instead of just like once a week or once a month, or once every other week, you're now going into like, all right, once every week. Okay. Now it's like, oh, once, like twice a week now. And then one day you get caught in the rain with them and then that's it. You're like, oh man, the suede on this is done. Now I'm just rocking these whenever it rains. Like, I don't know if that's what everybody else does, but that's me. I do that. <laughs> I do that. And I don't, and I think I'm, uh, people are, if people who are listening to this are going to be judgmental about it, but I think it's just the natural progression of sneakers. Right. And I mean, like, if you look at the TikTok, you, if you look at the, the, the pages, TikTok, the podcast is TikTok. Um, you'll see I'm going to put up a video this week about the Ferris Bueller's uh, just talking about grails that become beaters. Uh, I had the first one I did and shout out to Sneakernomics. Uh, this is his series. Uh, I did the Melvins at first because that shoe was a grail. Well, it is a grail. If I can get another pair. But I mean, I, I think that that shoe reached grail status for me. And then me being like a broke, broke college kid, I bought it at a decent price. Like I did so much research checking out what, how to how to tell if it's fake, checking out like what are the details to it? And I love that shoe so much that I had them on. Like I would just I would just put them on more than I would say you you can treat a grail. Right. But the point of a grail is that you want the shoe so goddamn bad that you'll do whatever it takes to get it. Right. Anyway, I get I get the shoe and I just wear it so often. And during this time, I used to play DDR in Chinatown Fair. Shout out Chinatown Fair. All, all the legends, all the FGC legends know about that spot. Uh, but I used to go down there and play DDR. And one time. And this is the first time this happened. I had on the Melvins because I didn't plan to go to Chinatown Fair, but I had them on and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I want to play. I'm jumping on the pads. Let's get it going. And it ended up becoming a little bit more too common. And then I started wearing them a lot, but they're not necessarily beat down. But I just think that is what 
a grail to beat her progress right progresses through um so now i'm gonna do another one this week and it's about to be about the ferris bueller's and how i love that movie um i mean i did not want to go to school like a lot of other people and watching that movie was just a pivotal point in my life because i wanted to make a little mannequin with with attached to the door so my mom opened the door and she'll think i was there but I think it's it's such a dope movie that they turned into a shoe. And once I I, I mean, like the easy the ease of what it was to get uh, sneakers back then, like just being able to walk into the sneaker store and get them. I talk about it in this episode as well, like just going into Blades, copping the Ferris Bueller's for regular price. Yo, getting them in my home and immediately swapping to the cheetah print laces because I love me some good cheetah print and I've always wanted that cheetah print vest. I almost bought the Supreme one just to get just to go with the damn shoes. But I just think like the way that they represent that movie in that shoe, it made it a grail for me. But I didn't realize it was a grail until after I've worn it down. So now it's definitely a beater. I literally wore them in Atlantic City recently. Uh, I definitely don't know if I was getting looks, but I felt pretty good wearing them. I didn't feel very lucky because I did lose a lot of money in Atlantic City. But the just the idea of just like rocking them. And now people are people who I think don't know what the movie is about are calling these grails because of the colorway, because it's a tan and black combo. But like the significance of the shoe, like there is so much to that shoe that goes unaddressed in the current space of the sneaker community. And I'm going to make a video to touch a base on that. So check out the TikTok. Just a, just a long plug to get to that point. But like I said, this week, our guest is DJ SB. It's a good one, short one, learn a lot. But here's where you can find them. You can find them on all the socials, every single social at Dija SB, D-I-J-A-H-S-B. Make sure you check out their music, Spotify, Apple. I've had their music on the pl- on Essentials very often. I, I look back on Spotify and I checked. I have like five favorited songs because they've been on the playlist themselves. So maybe if, you've, if you're following the playlist, you've heard some of their music. So check it out. Check their music out. I meant to say. And you know where to find me. I am who is Haas on all social medias. Still working on getting at who is Haas. No underscores on Twitter. It's a lost cause at this point, but I'm still trying. We are also approaching very slowly. I mean, we're 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 nine episodes left to episode 100 so please tweet at me make sure you tweet at me and tag the person you think that would be a great guest for this podcast and we will try our best to get them i mean you know nothing's guaranteed in life but i'm gonna try my best to get them on an episode and that means episode 100 definitely definitely let's get this engagement going because i need enough time to put in the work, to get whoever y'all want to be episode 100, to be episode 100. So please continue hitting up the Twitters, tag me, tag the podcast, tag the person you want in the episode, in episode 100, let them know it's for episode 100. I mean, I'm very excited to get to that milestone and I'm very excited because all y'all are helping me reach this milestone and helping me reach another episode next week, which will be kick talk volume three. And I mean, if you don't know who the guests are by now, y'all know the, (laughs) I have a little rotation going, but we, 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 uh, we working on something on that one. Uh, and don't forget to follow the podcast at my first kicks pod everywhere except TikTok. That's my first kicks on TikTok. Don't forget to send us your my first kick story to myfirstkickspod at gmail.com. 
and on to this week's guest, DJ SB. Hey, DJ SB, welcome to the podcast. What's going on, man? How are you? Yo, it's a big honor having you on. I've been listening to your music for a couple of years now, actually. Cool. And I followed you on Twitter and I decided to see if you answer your messages. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very lucky to have you on because this is crazy. This is crazy to me. Really? I mean, uh, I, so I do these I do these uh, mixes, right? Mm. And I, I'm up to like 30, but a lot of your music has made the mixes a lot. Or- and as I'm like building stuff and I, and I, and I'm pretty sure it just started with the, the song you have with Mick Jenkins. Mm-hmm. And cause I was, I was jamming out to that for a while when it dropped. Right. And then from there, I learned more about your music as well. And I was just like, started at, I started cause I make, I make playlists that are based around one song and then it just expands out. And a lot of your songs definitely just help make the climax of my playlist. Yeah, so like it's just I mean, not to ramble on, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a big big fan over here. Appreciate that, man. Uh but but not for people who aren't familiar with you, how about a little bit in uh, like a little bit introduction to yourself? Mm, yeah, DJSB, uh rapper, artist. Um basically um like the SB in my name literally is a play on the word Nike SB or the brand Nike SB because it was the brand that I uh, wore the most and were was like obsessed with growing up and everybody was like really into Jordans. Um, I was kind of like trying to be like the outcast, cool, quote unquote person and do something different. So SBs were um, my safe haven and the reason why I kind of got into streetwear and uh, the sneaker community. Um, but yeah, I just, I make music. I have a small sneaker collection and I tweet a lot. That's literally my entire <laughs> life right there. Fire tweets, nonstop fire yep. tweets. <laughs> uh, I mean, like I said, huge honor having you on. Uh, but you're here because I ask everybody each week this question. And the question that you are here to answer, and that is, what's your first kicks? What's that first pair of sneakers you absolutely needed to have? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny because like the 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 sneaker that I'm choosing to speak about wasn't necessarily my first pair of kicks, but mm-hmm. the first pair of kicks I didn't want to talk about because uh, the pop culture reference that it's tied to is like somebody that has needs to be erased from the earth which is mm-hmm. bill cosby so my first oh. my first actual pair of kicks were the huxtables the huxtable sbs with this mm-hmm. uh, sweater mm-hmm. um and uh so i'd rather much rather not talk about those so i chose the de la soul highs the original ones and um those ones i had to get because Okay, and I love SBs because they cross-reference a lot of pop culture moments. Mm-hmm. And I love De La Soul as a group, but also like the shoes are actually just so fire. Like the um the outsoles are like a plastic, and then the colorway is just different. It's like brown, green, and yellow to mimic the um the uh the album cover. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it was just uh, one of the more fire collabs, uh, especially when it comes to like hip hop. Uh, so like them um, collaborating with uh, hip hop artists and uh, sneakers is just like literally the best thing for me because those are two of the things that literally run my life. Um, yeah, and then I ended up having a few more of the hip hop ones. Like I have the MF Dooms. Oh, lucky. Very lucky. <laughs> and then I have the um, the Dinosaur Juniors, um, even though I'm not a fan of the, the band. It's just mm-hmm. still a fire collab. Yeah. Um, but first, we, let's talk about the the Dunk High Pro SB De La Soul, mm-hmm. which is which celebrates the pioneering hip hop trio with a design inspired by the cover art from their first album, three feet high and rising Mm -hmm. vibrant hand drawn flowers, mark the heel overlay 
while the high tops barrack brown suede upper is accented with contrasting pops of altitude green. That's funny. I never knew that was the, the name of the color mm. uh, <laughs> on the swoosh and the toe wrap. The latter finished with a tonal elephant print with the latter means the around the toe box mm. has an elephant print. And I mean, the shoe was also one of my favorites when I first started collecting as well, mm. that when they reissued, I, I was able to get both pairs of the of the like the reverse reissue that they did yeah. re, like couple years ago mm-hmm. yeah. was it a couple years ago yeah it was a few years ago yeah i got yeah i had the um the lows but i sold them mm-hmm. i mean people i i recently had a guest and he morgan who's on tiktok he he recently made a video or like a while ago where he showed his pair of the lows and he was able to get his for 60 dollars mm-hmm. and i was just like that's cool. I mean, yeah. I was I, I was like, I'm lucky I didn't get to pay like resale for this stuff mm-hmm. because I was actually I was able to get both pairs on uh, sneakers app before sneaker app became the sneakers app that it is now. Right. So it was just it's like it's one of my favorite shoes, especially because I'm also just a huge hip hop head mm-hmm. that like. I it also taught me about De La Soul because I didn't really know much about De La Soul, which is crazy because right. uh, I'm from New York and like <laughs> and like this is where so much hip hop has taken place. And I and I only knew like uh, what's the song? Uh, mirror, mirror on the wall. What song is that? Oh, my God. Me, myself and I. <laughs> I only knew about me, myself and I because of the video. I thought the, the video was fire, mm-hmm. but then I never checked out the rest of the albums. Right. And so, yeah, this 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 like learning about this shoe made me like really dig in and listen to their music. And then they did that that song with Doom. And I was just like, oh, yeah, these guys are nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, you uh, but yeah, you were saying how you, you know, you you were collecting some uh, like they got the Dinosaur Juniors. Mm -hmm. Do you what other SBs would caught your eye back then? And, And also what? What, how how was how were you able to buy them? Like, were you on the forums or yeah, were you? I, I used to frequent a lot of uh, Facebook uh, sneaker groups. Mm-hmm. So, like, literally come home every day and just be on them chronically and trying to find the best deal. And yeah, uh, guy just sold them to me. Like, I think I, he sold them to me for like a th- uh, one thirty. Um, mm-hmm. So it was a stupid steal, but very big steal. Yes, you didn't have the box or any of the other laces, but it, it didn't mm-hmm. matter because, like, yeah, it was just I had to grab them. Um, but yeah, and um, those are probably like, yeah, one of my most prized possessions in terms of collecting, along with my uh, MF Dooms. Mm-hmm. I also have March Simpsons. Uh, ooh. I don't I don't really remember. <laughs> I, I I I've I've kind of not grown out of them, but I used to be like so obsessed. Uh-huh. But, and now it's just like I don't really care about what sneakers I'm wearing. Uh-huh. But I do have so many that like it's ridiculous that I do because I only wear the same shoes every day. <laughs> um uh but yeah. Oh, Marsh Simpsons. I had the Pac-Mans at one point. I had the um, Purple Pigeons. I sold those. Um, but yeah, my most prized possession in terms of like legendary status of SBs are the MF Dooms. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely legendary for me, too. I'm I don't have a pair mm-hmm. and. I, I mean, I've said this on episode before, but this is all, like it's literally the only shoe I would buy a rep of. That's how bad I want them. <laughs> because like, I mean, listen, replicas are very frowned down, frowned upon in my and me in general. But like I've asked, like I've actually asked like people who make reps and ask them be like, hey, are you ever going to make a pair of those? Because I refuse to pay like fifteen hundred dollars for a pair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i just think it's 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 a little bit crazy um and it's and, and it's a lot of people who are buying it and not really understanding what they're about and i think that's what gets me a little bit mad <laughs> they're just like oh yeah it's some 
guy who's drawn on the shoe. I'm like, what are you what are you talking about? This is MF Doom. At least like do a little bit of research on on what you're buying, you know? Yep, yep I agree. Uh, so like where are you where where are you based out of where you're from what was like high school like for you uh, I'm based out of uh, Toronto mm-hmm. uh, yeah high school was pretty cool it was the era of like the six rings Jordans and um, it was when it was easier to cop sneakers mm-hmm. really have to do much but um, it was also just. It was like crazy seeing the the push to like just not the push, but it was just it's just wild seeing how hard it is now, how difficult it is to just collect sneakers. Like even the most basic colorways are difficult to to get, whereas like before we'd be able to just walk into a store and cop and walk out, and you're the most happiest person alive oh yeah for sure uh did you like did you become like a regular at skate shops around there yeah um there's the the thing is there's only like there's only like one or two Hmm. skate shops out here um so a lot of the times i was buying used because Uh um i couldn't find where i'd be able to like pop but um yeah there was one there's two skate shops. There's one called Livestock and one called The Drift. Um, and I used to go to them, frequent them like every every weekend, uh, just go and try to cop stuff. And then like uh, I also was really into streetwear as well. So mm-hmm. I was uh, always just, you know, buying the hundreds, uh, Stussy, um, anything that I could kind of like feel different wearing. Because a lot mm-hmm. of people, I felt like I didn't want to conform to what was popular at the time. And although SBs were popular in like certain places, it wasn't the most popular amongst like my group of friends and my kind of immediate circle. But like all the skater kids, of course, wore um, at Nike SB and like all the streetwear bands. But um, yeah, I, I just I just wanted to be different or feel like I was kind of different and uh SBs and streetwear kind of allowed that for me no yeah i mean now we're just like living in this age where everybody's literally just wearing the same shit <laughs> like non-stop and i think it's it's i don't know like i've i've I, like i grew up in the in a in an era where being different is what made you like unique right you stood out but like i i don't know why everybody currently is like i don't know if it's if it's conform conforming to just being like oh yeah this is what's hot so like i gotta be like i gotta wear what somebody else is wearing Mm. but i don't know like what do you think of just like because i mean you you've seen the ebbs and flow of this like you know fashion currently or streetwear fashion in my opinion like I mean, well streetwear fashion is what it's called but like i just think it's it's interesting you know like right now people are either trying to be like the future stuff which is like what kanye is wearing right or like there isn't no in, in middle ground where you can wear everything mm. that that that's something that stands out but still be like part of a brand you have to wear what everybody else is wearing mm-hmm yeah, I feel like it's always been a thing where just celebrities and uh, popular influential people uh, are kind of the reason why people wear certain things. Um, so I feel like that's still kind of pretty prevalent. And um, I feel like it's more so about access and like pricing because like it's 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 expensive clothes are really expensive right now uh-huh. people kind of like deep that but like <laughs> clothes are really expensive and um if people can find access to clothes that are cheap and it's gonna it, it's gonna be that like everybody wears the same thing kind of because like again nobody wants to spend money to have a wardrobe that's different than everybody else's if they can't even afford to kind of eat or I don't think people really care about that right now but like when it comes to like 
the influencing and uh, the people that do have the money, I feel like um, they could be moving. Uh, I feel like it's just a strange time for uh, streetwear because it's just, there's luxury streetwear and then there's also just like regular streetwear, but regular streetwear is still really expensive. No, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. That's crazy because like you just made me think about like just the craze between of just like off white and how unreachable it was yeah. when it first came out. Really like unaccess unaccessible. So like um I don't feel like people are wearing the same things on purpose. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just like nobody really has access to the things that are cool and and um that everybody else is wearing because it's just too expensive. No, yeah, I mean, I definitely think like the Stussy when Stussy. So it's funny because you bring up Stussy and I, and I was recently just like scrolling on TikTok or whatever, and a lot of people are recently just buying the Stussy SB, right? And but I don't get why because people who are buying it aren't understanding what the shoot is about right right? Right. and they're not and then like i saw one recently uh where somebody said that the shoe the the shoe is overhyped right now Mm. but i don't get how it could be when the shoe was released in 2000 and whatever (laughs) (laughs) and it was at the height of when stussy was popping like it was literally just like created off of just the idea of a sundae there's chocolate and strawberry ice cream with a a cherry on top and stussy's brand during that time was just a fun brand like Mm -hmm. it's not what it is now and now it's like you know they're very they're very forward of just being like you know we do cool you know uh hand styles and and art and we we do garments and stuff like that but it wasn't like that yeah. During the time that shoe was released. But I don't understand how the shoe can be overhyped. And I mean, I don't know if you, were you ever a fan of the Stussy SB? Yeah, I love them. I, they were my grails at one point, but they're just oh. unaccept, unaccessible. Like I couldn't find them. Anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. Now it's <laughs> now it's wild how that shoe just like took off because that that whole pink box era of just like buying those crazy pairs of just like you know you got the melvins you got uh the uncle dunkles and then now people are just like oh you gotta get you gotta have this the csbs i'm just like i don't get it like i don't get it at all (laughs) and so like you know you took on the the sb name Mm -hmm. onto your name you're uh so like i'm very curious when you when you start, when do you perform on stage? Do you just wear SBs then? No, I, <laughs> I wear again, like I've been wearing the same pair of shoes for the past like year. I just have mm. a pair of easies that I have in rotation. Um, but yeah, I might start bringing them out just because it's just legendary and um, a good conversation starter for people that would recognize, you know, Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like, like I was I, I think it's funny because one of the main reasons I really wanted to talk to you was because of SV at the name at the end of your name. And I was like, are they are they definitely into SVs? And so I was I was just I was just like, let me just message you about them. <laughs> but instead, I made it. Let's, let me get you on the podcast and ask you. <laughs> um, So like in Toronto, like I. It, is it now just like Drake's house? Does everybody is everybody just wearing OVO sneakers? <laughs> Not really. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's rare that I see anybody with like a pair of sneakers that are like rare. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like yeah, everybody just I don't feel like uh, sneakers are that big anymore, but it's just weird because also they are that big because you can't access them. So people feel like uh, when you can't access something that makes you want them more. Mm-hmm. But um, I do remember when like Yeezys first came out, those are huge here. And also uh, the Balenciagas. 
Oh yeah, the suit, the sock shoe. Not the sock shoe. The other ones that kind of like are um, that are more the bu- bulky. The yeah, the bulky ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like, I, I never understood why those went crazy, but I used to work at the mall, so I I used to look at everybody's shoes a lot. Mm-hmm. But what? Yeah, those are those were the main shoes that I saw a lot. Just Yeezys and uh, Balenciagas. <laughs> <laughs> what what would you do at the mall? Mm. I work at the Apple Store. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That's uh I never I was never able to get that job, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> they did not want me. Yeah. And I applied several times. Yeah. This is a little difficult to get in, to be honest. But once you get in, you're good. Yeah, for sure. I know a lot of people who got in there like, yo, you got to get in. And I was just like, I'd put in the, the resume and, and like I, I build my computers like I know, like I've taken apart my MacBook, like mm-hmm. I know what I'm doing. And I'd always be like, I could, you know, I like I never even got to the interview part and I knew like a manager there. Uh-huh. So <laughs> it was just ridiculous. But, <laughs> but whatever. I mean, I'm here now. So <laughs> the what I mean, have you? Have you were were you able to like trade like during your time when you were selling like moving your around your collection and stuff like that? Mm, I, I never was into trades really because mm-hmm. like there was never ever a sneaker that was valued the same amount as a sneaker that I had. I, I was really more just buy or sell kind of person. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, it was more so like when I would frequent the Facebook groups and stuff like that where. When you were selling, did you ever get like spark up a conversation? Was it very just like, all right, here's your money. All right, I'm out of here. That's definitely here's your money. I'm out of here. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I always think that's like it's crazy because uh, like when I was doing like I've done a couple in-person sales or like trades and stuff like that. And I would actually be like, yo, so like, what are you doing the rest of the day or something like that? And like start a conversation. I don't know if I was being weird for doing that, but it felt more yeah. natural. Yeah. <laughs> Not like just you're just handing a shoe and like you're just making a, a live transaction like you're a walking retail store. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, I felt like, you know, sparking a conversation or something like that would be. I guess make it make it seem more normal to me, I guess. I don't know. I can't really explain it. No, I get it. No, I get it. Um, yeah, sometimes I was just about my business back then. I just wanted to do what I had to do. And and, and those times I did drive. So I was taking the public transit. So, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. no time to walk around. <laughs> <laughs> were you, uh, were you did you ever like sell a pair to like get studio time or something like that? Mm, no, never. Um, but uh i would have to sometimes sell a pair when i was down bad mm, i mean i've been there I, there's definitely i mean i've talked about it on here before but like one of one of the pairs that i just like i i wish i never sold but i had to because i had to pay a, a phone bill was a, i bought a pair of syracuse sbs wow. <laughs> and so I had to, I was just like, I was sitting on them and I was just like, I was my back against the wall. I was like, do I need my phone or do I, <laughs> do I, do I sell this pair of Syracuse SBs and Syracuse SBs just gone the next day. So yeah, it sucks. I hate that. Do you, do you, I mean, any chance you have like any line stories or you said line story? Yeah. Like oh, waiting in line. Um, no, I've actually never, uh, <laughs> I've never done, I've never stood in line for a pair. Um, mm-hmm. I stood in line once for a boxing day sale at uh, a streetwear place, but never have stood in, stood in line for a pair of shoes. No, that's, that's actually <laughs> funny because yeah, you'd think, but no, I've never. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I mean, I, I've stood in line for uh well, for SBs, it was more like I was very fortunate to just walk in a lot of the time mm. um, and get them. Like, I, I remember because like I've recently worn my Ferris Bueller's mm. and I was just like and I, apparently now it's like people's grails or something like that. Right. And and so I remember just walking in and just going, hey, do you have these in a size 13? And they were like, yeah. And I just like, cool. And then I got them and I left. Yep. That's exactly how it be. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's just like, oh, did you win a raffle or something? I'm like, no, man. 
it's over for me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just it's the, the way the way sneakers work now is just definitely uh, more of a pain in the ass and inconvenience than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's just not fun anymore. Like mm-hmm. it'd be funny, even if you lost out on a raffle or or uh, getting a pair, at least it was fun. Like now it's just disappointing every time so every time every time i'm very curious like what got you into music um basically just listening to it at first like i Mm -hmm. do a lot of nas um and uh yeah i was basically just intrigued by um writing poetry and once I kind of discovered music and how moving it could be and how telling it could be, then I wanted to do it myself and express my way myself in that way. So um, yeah, it's been really not any bit of a like a, a huge story behind it, other than I listened mm-hmm. to music and I liked it, so I wanted to do it. <laughs> Listen, it's still a start because you know, I mean, it's not like yeah, my mom used to play. Uh, music in my be- in her, when i was in her belly yeah. and then i remember the music <laughs> uh, no, nothing like that oh <laughs> uh, well, like so like have you ever have you been able to tour recently with the with i mean post post covid or or even do any shows um i've been doing shows yeah um tours not so much maybe i'll go on like a two or three show um spread but uh, it's usually just here and there and mm-hmm. um it's a little bit surreal because yeah covid had shut everything down and it was just not nobody was touring or doing shows so now that it's back and to see people in like crowds of 100 and uh everybody's like nobody's wearing masks or anything like that it's kind of surreal you know yeah i mean especially because you know canada was like locked down multiple times yes yeah so eh. It's it's wild. What is it, what is it like? Like step it, like I guess the first time back to like stepping in a venue and like doing something. Again, yeah, it was just surreal because mm-hmm. it had been for so long since, and I just had to get my foot back into uh, performing and entertaining because when you keep yourself so isolated for so long, you forget what being social is about and how much it actually takes out of you. So it took me a while to kind of get my footing back into it. Yeah, I and mean, are are you a nor like normally are you like a social person? Yeah, normally I I'd like to think that I'm a I'm a social person and I like enjoy engaging with people, but after I went so long without doing it, getting mm-hmm. back into it was a lo- a lot more difficult than I thought, but yeah. Have you have you ever been like able to like tour overseas? Um no, not yet. The only shows that I've done in the states have been in uh, I did one in Boston and New York, mm. but um, that's about it. But uh, definitely will come soon, if not, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I was just going to ask, like, were you able to, like, hit up some stores while you're out here and check out some stuff? Yeah, I've been to uh, Flight Club. I've been to um, both the studies in L.A. and New York. Um, yeah, anytime I'm out side of the city i try to frequent any of the streetwear shops that i can um but uh yeah what was like what was like because like i know the the, like the first time experience is totally it always beats like any other time you go because i mean when i I remember the first time i went to to supreme and and like just after years of just not years months of people being like yo you ever been to supreme and then like hearing all the stories about supreme like what was it like when you first stepped in the stussy and you know like it's the like because they they definitely cater their store to look a certain way yeah we we have one in toronto so i already kind of knew what the vibe was um but yeah i i i enjoy the atmosphere there and it's, it's nice like uh um small but nice mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah i mean I think it's I think because I, well, I haven't even been able to go there uh, to the one in L.A., but the one that was here, I remember one time most deaf would like apparently like not one time. Most deaf apparently would just like randomly show up there mm-hmm. a lot. And I don't know why, but I remember just being like, 
I should start going there more just just to run into most deaths. Yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think that that uh, Stussy is definitely a brand that like I wish I could I can get more of their stuff. But a lot of a lot of their stuff is is uh, I guess hit or miss for me, I, I will say. Yeah, I feel that. And uh, but like, you know, it's all based on taste or preference. You know, I, I would never judge anybody's taste or preference. For sure. um and so like i i'm very like i want to know of like the current like i guess like fashion that's currently like in toronto and how does it differ versus out here because i know a lot of people are like dressing like i guess is the term roadman roadman style Uh roadman um yeah i i'm honestly not outside enough to be able to kind of capture what the style is right now but i feel like mm-hmm. uh, everybody's kind of just comfy um and uh yeah I, I honestly couldn't talk to the fashion um because i'm i literally do not leave my house enough <laughs> to be able to kind of speak <laughs> on it but i do know that um people are just comfy like i feel like there was I feel like there was a huge era where people cared more about brands. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like it's less about brands now and more about like aesthetic. Uh, so I feel like that's where we're at right now. But yeah, I really couldn't tell you. <laughs> Does your style differ, differ from that currently? Or have you been you, like, you know, you got in your zone and you're just like, this is what I'm rocking for, for this, this while. Yeah, I literally just wear... Uh, artists merch and shorts and yeezys that's literally all i I used i used to care about clothes and Mm -hmm. shoes but now i actually don't have the capacity to match or care about like what sneaker i'm wearing for the day so i literally just yeah i just have a bunch of um merch from other artists and Mm -hmm. some throw on some h&m shorts and that's it no, I mean, like, I, I definitely I'm uh, always I'm always wearing uh, either like a, a wrestling tee or or uh, an artist shirt as well, mm-hmm. um, because like it's, it's I feel like the sh- it's like shirts are cool in terms of just like you are a walking billboard. Yeah. In a, in a, in a sense. So why not support people you mess with, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So like, yeah, I totally get that. I'm with you on on Banty's. I call them banties and and some shorts. Well, I can't do shorts now. It's fall over here. Right, so right. <laughs> um, what what are what it's like currently in your rotation of just like, you know, music? Who should we check in? Who should we be checking out? Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm kind of listening to uh, a variety of things or a variety of artists. Um, still listening to the Kid Cudi album. Uh-huh. I'm still uh, listening to um, Beyonce album, uh, the Lupe album, uh-huh. the Kendrick album. Literally, those are the ones that I'm like that are in my rotation right now. I mean, these are all great albums. That I mean, to be honest, that Kendrick album, I only got it. I only gave it like four spins, and I had to put it down. Yeah, I, I, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. I, it took me a while to enjoy it because it's like, I mean, yes, you listen. Mental health is 100 percent. Everybody needs to talk about it. Um, but it's like it's very taxing. That album is very taxing. It is. It is. I agree. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you talk about some mental health in your, in your songs as well. Mm. And so, like, how do you how do you how do you handle your mental health? Because I, I I'm very into retail therapy. I've been trying to talk about it with people like I think retail therapy is something that uh big boxes or you know like your nikes your adidas they they i tend to think think i don't know why i'm stumbling i tend to i tend to <laughs> i tend to think that they poach on people who want to just like retail retail therapy and just like you know veg out in terms of just like spending money so like what do you, what do you do um honestly i i will just disassociate and watch TV shows that I've watched already 
or literally just sleep. It's how I cope, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, I'm not big on buying things for uh-huh. myself. I'll buy. It, it'll be it's a rare occasion where I buy things for myself. Um, but I do understand like how they can take advantage of like it being the most depressing time of the year and like having to kind of like buy things to make yourself feel better. Um, but definitely just uh, worst case scenario, I'll sleep it off or I'll watch TV, but best case scenario, I'll create or listen to music to kind of like find a way to better express myself, you know? No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish I I wish I was able to make music. I gave that up in high school. So right. <laughs> I couldn't. I was just like, I, I mean, I was tired of people just being like, you'll battle me. And I was just like, all right, man, I'm hanging. I'm hanging it up. I'm hanging. I'm, this is done. I'm done with this. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I, I applaud anybody who definitely gets in front of a mic and and spit bars. So, right. Okay. <laughs> um. So, you know, well, you don't know, maybe you do. But at the end of every episode, I ask uh, the guest every week another question. And that question is, what does the thrill of the hunt mean to you? The thrill. And now you. Yeah, I was going to say now you can apply this to anything. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to just be sneakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's more it's always more so about the journey versus the destination. Um, and I feel like you have to find joy in the um, the journey because once you get to the destination, that's it. Uh, you're fulfilled kind of thing. So mm-hmm. if you really focus more so on like finding the thrill in doing the thing versus the actual thing, then um, it, it leaves you more open to kind of experiencing, having a better experience, you know? Because again, like once you have accomplished something, then that's it. Um, and you move on. Whereas if you're finding fulfillment in the journey and the process of doing that thing, then you you kind of uh, get a lot more out of the experience, right? Uh, so that's basically what that kind of conveys to me. Um, no, yeah, I, I love that. That's that's perfectly said. Let everybody know where they can find you. Uh, DJSB, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of that is DJSB, um, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere that you spin music, you'll you I will pop up. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know what we say to everybody each week: wear your kicks. Mm-hmm. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>